Live stream ESPN 1000 or take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the ESPN Chicago app. This is Peggy and Dion. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Brian, I'm getting a lot of love on my uh, knockoff Uggs boots that are green and gold uh, that I am wearing today in honor of the St. Patrick's Day celebrations going on throughout the city and my St. Patrick leggings. You can see a picture of them both on Twitter, on my Twitter, and also on Instagram as well. Um, Lots of fun here for St. Patrick's Day as people are excited to have the parades back. Brian Hanley joining me, Peggy Kaczynski. Dion Miller will be joining us in about 15 minutes from now from spring training so we can talk a little bit of baseball. But right now we're talking about the Bears and the moves they made this week that have some people scratching their head. I guess Bears fans were not ready for a rebuild, but it looks like Ryan Poles is. So let's go out to the phone lines, 312-332-3776, 312-332-3776. Out in Oak Lawn, it's Tom that is joining us here on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tom. Happy St. Patrick's Week. <laughs> hey, Peggy. Hey, Brian. Uh, I, I want to echo your sentiments. I'm glad that the parades are back, both uh downtown and the Southside Irish Parade. I know when I was uh, going to St. Rita High School, mm. we always had that Monday off. And uh, <laughs> when your school when your school pre- um, president and pastor had the last names O'Con- O'Connor <laughs> and uh, McCarthy, you kind of, you kind of didn't ask questions. You kind of knew why you had that day off. So Over there at Rita's, uh, you know, yeah. Because <laughs> they were probably at the parade drinking, too, so. Um, but, um, but anyway, um, I understand why Ryan Poles is doing this. Um, I understand that this is probably more of a transitional year, uh, for the bears. And, and, and if people want to be upset, be upset with Ryan Pace with not with wasted draft picks, with putting the team in salary cap hell with, over uh, with overpaying his own uh, draft prospects like Tariq Cohen and such. Yeah, how about like, that? Nine and a half know, million guaranteed for Tariq. Yeah, I mean for like a get. I mean, and no offense to him, but he's no. he's more of a gadget player. You don't pay that much for like a gadget player and such. And uh, I mean, I, my my thought is if he can get anything for uh, for Nick Foles or Eddie Jackson, then I consider him a, a magician and so, uh, for how much they're getting paid. But um, but hey, the main thing is trying to make sure that you build up Justin Fields and see if he can be your future. And if the, and if it's you have to sacrifice veteran defensive players in order so then you could have that salary cap relief and so then so then you can maybe strengthen the offensive line or get you know draft capital so then you can work on the offensive line or get weapons for Justin Fields and kind of transition away from being a franchise that has primarily um, been a defensive oriented uh, franchise to an offensive one I say you know hey let's let's do it let's go I mean we all uh, gave like uh, AK the benefit of the doubt when yep. he started with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give Ryan Poles the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, with him starting with the Bears, and uh, also uh, Jim Flanagan, one of my favorite oh, Irish. Oh, good one! 
a former Bear and former Notre Dame player. So Good one, there Tom. Go. Thank you, and thank yeah, you for holding on. That, we appreciate that. that. He was on that Notre Dame team that should have went to the national championship. I'll never forget that. I was in I was in fifth grade when that happened, and I still I'm I'm still upset about all that stupid Boston College. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I Tom. Love it. Thank Sounds you. like the pups need to go out. Be very good going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he brings up a good point, Brian. It's that Ryan Pace. You know the the, the Bears have so much dead cap space, uh, $24.5 million that they are paying. And what that means, folks, is that it's going to nothing. It's basically money they have to have to pay because of restructuring content, uh, contracts, because of signing bonuses that they gave, um, performance bonuses, which would be kind of funny because I'm not quite sure there were any performances worthy of any bonuses the last couple of years um, outside of maybe Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. But uh, I mean, they this was a when you looked when Ryan Poles opened up that desk drawer and looked at the ledger and said, oh, my God, I have nothing. Like, of course he's going to clean house. Of course, he has to clean house. You don't want these pieces left over and you're trying to, to move them around in the next two or three years. Start over, start fresh, and do it with the plan that you have in mind. Tom makes a great point about Tree Cohen. Who doesn't like Tree Cohen? I mean, right. his enthusiasm, his energy, even when he was out with the EL, he wanted to be a part of this. He's on social media. I mean, he tweeted, can someone help me you know, file for unemployment? <laughs> but I mean, but Tom's exactly right. 2020, he gets a three-year, 18 and a quarter million dollar contract from Ryan Pace and 9.5 million is guaranteed to, again, again, a guy who you like to see on the field, but you weren't going to see him near enough. He was undersized. He was a gadget player. He, again, you love all the intangibles, but that that's just ridiculous. And now, you know, now you're living with that, the the remnants of that contract. But Ryan Pace never met, uh, you know, amount of money that he didn't want to spend on guys who really weren't worth it. You know, see Mike Glennon. Left with a roster, second oldest in the National Football League, left with a payroll that had some of the highest amount of uh, lowest amount of cap space available uh, to do any re-signings. So, of course, he can't he's not going to be really big in free agency unless he opens up some draft space, some cap space, which is what he needed. So is this a rebuild? Hell, yeah. Yeah, it's there's a rebuild going on. Of course there is. And everyone's just going to have to be a little bit patient. I'm not sure, Brian, who would you who who else is on your list that you think they should let go? Uh um well Jason Peters can't you know, he can go back fishing now, right? I mean yeah. he's forty years old and, and you know, interesting, James Daniels. You know, you, you need help on the offensive line, up and down the line. He's only 25. He, he, he you know, he showed up. Yeah. What's the best ability is availability. He played 17 games last season. I don't know how good or bad he is, but I know that for an offensive line that had holes to fill every other week, he, he was out there and giving it his all. Um, believe me, they need help in secondary. They need at least two receivers, right? Maybe three. Yeah. Um, up and down you go. And, you know, the good news is I believe they're actually going to dedicate themselves to running the ball, so that should alleviate some pressure on Justin Fields. But you look across the, you know, Demir Bird, he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, I'd like to, you'd like to see him back and see what he brings as you move forward. He had 26 catches for 329 yards. But I, I don't, you know, you need, you need difference makers. And I don't think you're going to get them this year. I know you're not. But... That's why 
Ryan Poles is making the moves now. So next year he has plenty of assets and, and resources to work with to, to accelerate the rebuild, which is still going to take every bit of three years. And now, Peggy, with, with Aaron Rodgers back up in Green Bay, you know, I know the Sun-Times ran a poll. How many uh, division titles will the will the Bears win in the next four years to coincide with Aaron Rodgers' co- a contract? Um, not too many. If they win one, it'll be interesting, right? Because Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to be healthy, should still be that quarterback that can win a division that's really not beyond beyond Green Bay, doesn't have much to offer. Minnesota's going through a rebuild. Detroit's Detroit. And Ryan Poles has started redoing the Chicago Bears. And what's interesting, Detroit has a lot of money available. If they get smart, if they can finally get smart in Detroit, they have a lot of cap space available. Let me throw two names at you, Brian, that are interesting because one of them was supposed to be a difference maker, like you were just saying, uh, Eddie Jackson. And after he got his contract, never lived up to it. even looked like if it, it listen, if Eberflus is doing the loafing uh, yep. tracking, I'd love to see He's what done. they find out exactly yeah. when they go yeah. through that that tape. Um, Robert Quinn, terrible first year with a huge contract, but had a phenomenal year last year. Do you bank on him having another really good year and just try to get a little help at safety? And I mean, if if, if Robert Quinn or Eddie Jackson and or both go, I don't know what the Bears have left defensively outside of Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson. There's not a lot after that. A couple no, of the young guys not. on the line that did have to were forced into playing, but they're in trouble. They're, this is a team that everyone's going to have to just kind of take a few gulps you know, of their green beer when they watch them next year because it may not be pretty for another year. Yeah, I, you know, I guess a good question would be, Will the Bears win a division before they're playing football in Arlington Heights, however long that takes? Oh, gosh. Oh. Well, that could be 10 years. It's going to be 8 to 10 years, right? Uh, I think if it closes next year and you actually break ground, you, yeah, I, I know they have to pay off uh, money to the city for every year remaining on the lease. But if they're going to put up a, a $2 billion stadium, I think they'll find the money sooner than later if they can you know, get up and operating. This whole idea that Mayor Lightfoot keeps floating the idea of putting a, a roof on Soldier Field, it, it, from what I understand, it's almost architecturally impossible in terms of what the cost would be. Yeah. And it still would only be 63,000 seats. So oh that's gosh. not going to fly. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, let, let's go out to Bob, who is on hold, uh, calling us uh, at 312-332-3776 as we talk bears for a couple more minutes here before Dion Miller joins us from spring training. Hi, Bob. Welcome to ESPN 1000. Yeah, this is Bear Fan Bob. Hi, Brian. How are you? And, Robert, always and, good uh, to hear from new you. New host here. Uh, no, Peggy, right? Yes. Peggy. Hi. Hi, Bob. How Thank are you. you? Know nice Peggy. talking She's with you. First time. Oh, yeah. we appreciate it. Yeah, first time in on her show and with her. So, long story short, you know, you got rid of Mac, you got two draft picks. This is the developmental year because of the big mess that Nagy made, refused to play pairs players that Pace had. You don't know what you really have on the team now. I don't know what Nick Poles and Eberflus can do but trade some of these guys. So you trade these guys and you get some draft picks and you use this as a developmental year as going and changing from a 3-4 to a 4-3. 
you know, I might be thinking about replacing that offensive line, all of them as far as I'm concerned. Every last one of them can go. You know, trade them, get rid of them, get, get some new guys in there. And uh, I might be looking at a middle linebacker along with maybe a receiver, and I might even consider trading both those number two picks down to see what you can do with get some number threes because you can find a lot of guys wow. in the number three position. You know, I don't know, guys like Lance Briggs maybe, just a thought. Guys, have a great day and have a great show. Nice listening to you. Thank you. I'll call in again to you. I appreciate that. Bye-bye now. Thanks, Bear Fan Bob. Wow. What do you think about that? Trading those two picks? They they don't have enough as it is. Now you want all middle? I I guess he's, yeah. I mean, you know, he's going for quality, uh, quantity rather, because you don't have a first. What are you at? 37 and 72? 36 and 72? Um, I have to go back and look at that. But, yeah, so you're going to be... It's a, a deep wide receiver draft, so most people would assume that you're going to go for a wide receiver with that, that first, second-round pick that you have. But if you really believe you need as much help as you can get and it's going to be a process, I guess you can make an argument that you package those two and, and you move down and get more and just trust. One of our calls, Tom, brought up AK, right? Yeah. And And here's the thing. Uh, I remember Michael Reinsdorf was talking to our buddy Casey uh, Johnson on on a podcast for NBC Sports Chicago and talking about he knows basketball, Michael does, but he's not a basketball expert. All he knew was he was hiring a smart guy when he hired AK. And you have to trust in that, right? You have to get that smart guy. And I don't believe Ryan Pace was that football smart guy, even though George kept saying he's our football guy. You have to trust that. You know what it looks like when you hire someone in that position, whether it's AK or Ryan Poles, and you have to trust that they will do the right thing, no matter how long it takes. So, I, I mean, you have to, you have to believe. And I know that the Bears history says they don't get it right. Phil Emery, you know, up and down the line, um, that they miss more often than they hit when it comes to GM and coaches. But you have to hope this time that the process was thorough enough that actually ended up on two guys who can get this thing done. So we'll see. He's Brian Hanley. I'm Peggy Kaczynski. Brian is sitting in for Dion Miller, who joins us from spring training where she is covering baseball because it is back. We will talk baseball. Lots going on after 99 days off the diamonds. The boys are back on the diamonds and free agency is going to be a frenzy. Dion Miller joins us next on ESPN 1000. And we are live from the First Midwest Bank Studios at ESPN 1000 on State Street, where all of the parade goers are walking by. Lots of people downtown Chicago today as the parade is back down Columbus and Balbo, that area. Um, My goodness, after a two-year hiatus for the pandemic, lots of green wigs going by, lots of leprechaun hats going by, green pajama bottoms, green everything, despite the frigid temperatures downtown Chicago, and lots of beer cups in their hands as well, I must say. Uh, Brian Handley and Peggy Kaczynski here, and Dion Miller is joining us from spring training. Dion, are you pulling a Peggy? Is the, I, You're pulling a Peggy, aren't you? Yeah, Peggy, this is a work trip, not a vacation. So oh. this is a different kind of excursion that I'm taking. I will tell you, though, it's... I, I'm, I've not left the airport. 
Um, so the line for rental cars is crazy. And we, I've been standing here for 45 minutes waiting. Uh, my photographer, Dwight Payne, has been in line for, like, the shuttle to go. And I don't know. I mean, at Phoenix, the rental car place is literally in a different town compared to where the airport is. <laughs> so it's always like a 90-minute excursion to go get the car. So I'm just standing here. But I'm happy to be seeing sunshine. And um, it's about 67 degrees, which, of course, feels like heaven at the moment. Um, but I'm just excited that we're back. I mean, you mentioned a two-year hiatus for the... Uh, parade. It's been two years since I've been to spring training. Um, two years since we've had that traditional spring training. It was like the 20, February of 2020 was the last time that we were down here. And wow, talk about teams who've changed dramatically since then. So I'm, I'm excited. A lot of new faces, a lot of these people we've never interviewed in person. I mean, this is going to be, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to feel like we're taking a step back to normalcy. So I'm excited. There's something about baseball, Brian. Don't you agree? There's something about baseball that just makes people smile. It just reminds them of summer and hanging out, you know, with a beer in your hand, watching a game. It just puts everyone in a even, good mood. Yeah, even washing your car in the backyard and having the radio on back in the day. I mean, it was it's the soundtrack of summer. And I guess the question is, how much did the 99-day uh, lockout change that? perception for people or did it or now that they're back and we do have changes we need to talk about but is all forgiven and and you're going to get a full season and nine inning double headers and and is that is all you know our fans are just ready to go and they don't really care how long it took Brian I think that that is that is the million dollar question when it comes to when they start playing games and how fans will truly show up it did it did feel like out of sight out of mind for so long and you know, the diehard fans will always be there, but the casual fan was probably like, wait a minute, what, there's a lockout? You know, like, just not as invested. But I, I will say, like, even flying down this morning, there were plenty of Cubs fans on the flight, White Sox fans. Like, I've seen all of that. I've seen all of baseball represented down here. So you got to feel like people are coming. I mean, and if you could see the line of the rental car, clearly people are coming down here right now. It is spring break. The timing works, I think, for a lot of people who, um, for a lot of places that are having spring break. And so, I think it'll be interesting to see how fans truly respond and and also getting to know the teams, especially this Cubs team with so many new faces. I think it'll be interesting to see how the fan dynamic changes um, with these new faces. And it's, it's not the guys that we're used to seeing. So still an adjustment, I think. And I think time will just tell if all is truly forgiven. But you're right, baseball feels good. It feels like um, that total return to normalcy after the pandemic, in my opinion anyway. I mean, the empty ballparks, the limited seating ballparks. I mean, all that stuff is now a thing of the past and you'll really get to know who these players are. So I'm excited for that. Let's be honest here. It's spring break. A lot of people had it planned to go watch Mm -hmm. baseball during spring break. You know, when they would have lost a lot of fans if they were still in a lockout this week and next, because all those people who would still have to go to Florida or Arizona, wherever they were going to watch their baseball team, they would have to go anyway. They would have been pissed off. They would have been angry. They would have absolutely been the ones that are fed up with baseball. Because baseball, I, I just, oh, sometimes it just drives me crazy when I think of how stupid could they be to allow a work stoppage right after they had the pandemic short, you know, no baseball, a shortened season. It just blows my mind that the negligence to the fan, uh, Mm -hmm. it would have gotten much, much worse if it was still going on this week and next. And as it stands, Peggy, we're a month 
past what we typically are when we come down here. It's typically over Valentine's Day when pitchers and catchers report. And we're a month later. There were some fans that were posting on social media quite a bit about, I came to Arizona to watch spring training and nothing's happening. And I'm driving by an empty Sloan Park and Camelback Ranch is a, a ghost town. And, and just so you know that that happened to a lot of people. And that is frustrating because for a lot of fans, that is, that is how they welcome in the new season, right? Is, they, is that they're here for spring training. And to have two years now of it being abnormal, um, you, you do have to wonder how many, how many fans they lost in that. And, and not surprising in any way, shape, or form. Congrats to uh, Carlos Rodon for getting a couple-year contract from the Giants oh for goodness. $44 million. I mean, mm. he earned it, and, yeah, and he, he gets to it. opt out. He can opt out after one year, but the White Sox obviously don't have nearly as much work uh, to do as the Chicago Cubs, and I know Twitter wasn't exactly throwing a parade, uh, St. Patrick's or otherwise, for the uh, Simmons signing. Uh, everyone's still <laughs> waiting for Carlos Correa to show up. But you know the Cubs. I, I, I Dion, do you buy that? Do you, the, the whole idea that Cubs are in conversation or in the conversation of going after and getting Carlos Correa, or is that just you know fantasy baseball? It feels like fantasy baseball right now, especially when they announced the Simmons signing and not Carlos Correa. I, I did find it funny that Marcus Stroman kind of put it out there on Twitter. You know, like come join me. Let's see what we can do at Wrigley. Um, got no response. He confirmed that this morning, but I. I I just feel like it is more fantasy than reality for just where the Cubs team is at right now. I don't think they, they can say all the right things right now that they can compete as they are currently built, but they're not just one player like that away from being back in contention. And so that's why I, I feel like it feels like a fantasy at this moment. It would feel like they were investing in a lot to be uh, a little better than mediocre and an also ran this season. Maybe they'll surprise us, but I feel like that's kind of where they're at in this rebuilding state. And so I'm not, I'm not thinking that that is where they would wisely put a huge investment right now. I, I hope that I'm wrong. It'd be awesome to have him there and, and to see how he could complement what they have, this young group that they have. I just feel like they're not in that moment where, okay, if we sign him, it's going to change everything. And I don't know if that's accurate, but that's kind of where I feel it's at. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, uh, you know, last year I remember hearing lots of, you know, wink, wink uh, stories about Anthony Rizzo will be back, that there's a, you know, a handshake deal, that they will re-sign him at some point so that, you know, he will retire as a Cub. I don't know that that's going to be this year, but Chris Bryant, you know, I, when I was in Florida for one of my work vacations, Dion, um, <laughs> I saw I ran into a guy who was in a Chris Bryant jersey, and I said, uh, "Oh, are you a Cub fan?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Man, that's tough that he's going to the White Sox, huh?" And the guy looked at me like I had just said the worst thing ever to him, and I said, "No, I, you know, that's what I'm hearing that they might be going after Chris Bryant, a great, you know, the ultra utility guy." But it doesn't feel like the White Sox are going to make any big splashes, correct? They're just no, going to fill holes, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, they really like the way their roster is assembled. They've worked really hard to get it to this point, And they are feeling very good about where they're at at the moment. I, I don't feel like they're, they're going to add little pieces. I don't see them making a big splash like that at this point. I feel like they're really excited about the rotation that they've built. And Rick Hahn talking yesterday about possibly – making that like a six-man rotation because they have such great pitching depth already. I just don't see them feeling like they, they need to go out and get uh, make a big splash like that at this point. It didn't sound like that based on the way Han was talking yesterday. Of course, it's early, and we'll see where everybody's at over the next couple of weeks. But 
I agree with you, Peggy. I don't, I don't think that that's reality. That feels like, for Sox fans, maybe fantasy baseball a little bit. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Dion. Um, can you hang on with us for another segment? Because we just flew through this one so quickly. Are you able to join us for a little bit longer? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I mean, great. I literally have nowhere to go. but stand She's right going to be waiting for a rent-a-car until so. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right, as long as my son <laughs> no. is waiting for his flight. Um, so while you're in line, Dion, here's something for you to think about. Your favorite okay. baseball player, who is Irish and... Uh, Tom Brady oh, doesn't count as being playing baseball in high school. So your favorite <laughs> baseball player, since you're at spring training, think about that while you're in line. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines. Uh, 30 minutes left in the show before it's the debut of Fast Break with Chris Black and Jonathan Hood. But right now we're talking baseball with Dion Miller, Brian Hanley, and Peggy Kaczynski on ESPN 1000. Well, now that it's afternoon, I shouldn't feel so bad about asking for free beers from everybody walking down State Street going to the parade downtown. You know, everyone else is walking around with drink in hand. Uh, it is lively downtown. The parades are back as Chicago be- starts their first, their, their week-long, I should say, celebration of St. Patrick's Day. And one, this gentleman's carrying an entire case, an entire case of beer. Not one for me. Not one for me. Uh, Brian Hanley is sitting in for Dion Miller, who is joining us from spring training because baseball is back. Dion, did you think of any baseball players who are Irish? It was a feverish uh, Google while I was oh. I, I couldn't think of anybody. I guess Derek Jeter. Is he Irish-American? Yes, I said that earlier. You're right. His mom is Irish. How about Mark McGuire? I know I thought about that, but then I also thought about... The, um, Mark McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mark McGuire. Yeah. Then I also realized it's Mark McGuire. Yes, exactly. So I was like, I don't know if I want to say that. I could have gone like way old school with like Cornelius McGillicuddy or something. I was finding some really fun names. Oh, that's right. What about well, Nolan about Ryan? Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Ryan. Of course. Yes. Right? Yes. I think. How about, I, yes. How, how about yes. this one? Mike Trout. Serbian, uh-huh. Czech, really? German, English, and wait for it, Irish. Come on. I'll take Mike Trout. Yep. Wow. That's pretty good. Well, we were laughing earlier, Dion, because um, I was telling Brian that I be- I became a drinking game when I first got to Chicago and was um, got back, I should say, to Chicago, working at CLTV like 30 years ago and um, ran into some guys in a bar that were standing next to me and saying that, oh, have you seen that Peggy Kaczynski on CLTV? Oh, yeah, she's terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every time she makes a mistake, we all do a shot. And so I turned around and looked at them. Yeah. And I left them $5 on the bar and told them the next shot's on me. Um, So we're getting lots of people online that are saying, listen, it's an honor or on on Twitter. It's an honor to have a drinking game named after you. It's uh, it's iconic. Um, Lots of people talking about their favorite uh, Irish athletes. George Best, an Irish soccer player. I don't know who that is Mm. either. And and Brian Darren on Twitter is saying uh, loving that St. Patrick's Day is back being celebrated in Chicago because he's an Uber and Lyft driver. And he said it's our Super Bowl. So I can, uh, of course, surge pri- pricing for a week. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 pricing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Dion, how about this? Peggy admitted she's never had a Guinness ever. Oh, my God. Are gosh. you in that club? That's, uh, no, I've had a Guinness. I love Guinness. Very good. Amen. Yeah. Really? Very, very good. One of my favorite beers. Yeah. See, I'm not really a beer drinker. So when I do, I, I'll have like a Corona and I know, but uh, yeah, but. I'm not. Well, I'm, you were pouring. You were pouring Guinness a couple of weeks ago, and you still didn't 
even no, attempted to taste? I guess I should have. I guess I should have. And I'm staring at the Guinness sign on the marquee of the Chicago Theater. And it has me thinking about Guinness now. And I don't know, Brian, I'm going to have to pick one up on my way. Maybe on the train, because everyone drinks on the train, right? So, oh, boy, do they. Yeah, right? Smoke, drink, whatever else you want. It's on the blue yeah. line. Believe me, I take it. Yeah. Uh, I know, exactly. Um, Dion is in line waiting for... Um, uh, actually, he just got here. Yay! So, I know, I'm so excited. So, we're going to load up and get going. I'm sorry that I have to cut this short. And I'm sorry I'm missing today, but... Um, no, you're not. ...for all the spring training fun that I will bring. And Peggy... This is a one and done with those leggings. Ah! I love you so much. What? Love you so much. What? One and done. One and done. Come on. <laughs> like like the pleather pants? Yes. No, those can go anytime. The, no, the St. Patrick leggings are getting, they're a hit. They're a are hit. They? Yes. Now, when you say one and done, Dion, are you saying she gets to wear them once a year or this is it? We have reached this the expiration it. date. This is it. Yeah, oh. this is it. This is a one and done. Oh, see, you would this would have been really good, <laughs> right? Dion, I told you, it's like showing up at a party. Today, I'm wearing those same leggings and Uggs. I mean, what were the odds of that happening? <laughs> Dion, we thought oh of a new, God. I know you got to go, but we thought of a new segment that we're going to do weekly on Saturdays from 11 to 1. We'll do a segment called Bitch of the Week. How oh, do you fun. do you like that? So it can be a noun or a verb. <laughs> we can have our complaint of the week or the person that we're not happy with during the week. So sounds good. I'll our, come up with several during my week here in Arizona. Yeah, I oh, think boy. so. Well, thanks for taking the time, Dion. We miss you and have a great time Dave. while you're covering spring training. We'll tune in to ABC Seven for all of your reports. Two words: gold awesome. service, Dion. Yeah. Okay, next time you rent a car, gold service. I was thinking the same you're thing. You're right. Yeah, right? All right, All right guys. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I was thinking the same thing, Brian. Like ABC. Amateur hour. ABC. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. what? I mean, cold service. You walk right by everybody. Just go pick up a car and see you later. I know you still have to take that shuttle to, to you know, Tulsa to, or, or wherever, Tucson, to get a car. But once you're there, you should no line. I, I, I mean, so. seriously, that was like, what is it? I think it's like $100 a year. In, not even. I think if you. It used to be 50. Forever, it used to be yeah. 50. I know, an ABC yeah, 7. I mean, Come on, guys. Yeah. Just take that out of Penny. Uh, you know, just they, they should have that cash laying around, right? It, exactly. So I was I was talking about bitch of the week, and um, I, have a, I have to bitch for just a second, Brian, because you heard the story. My son is trying to get to spring break in Florida, and he is stuck in, he was stuck in Austin. Uh, where he goes to college, and uh, his flight got canceled last night, got on a late, late night flight to Atlanta. Atlanta, then, I had to find him a hotel room. He got into the hotel after midnight, then had a 5 a.m. wake-up call to get back to the hotel this morning to catch a flight to Baltimore, which is what the airline sure, put him on. Makes perfect sense. Total yeah, sense, yeah. right? Let's go all the way back. Well, it, it's east, okay? It's east. So he he gets to the airport, and that flight is canceled. And, of course, it's spring oh, no. break, so the lines are crazy long. He is going nuts. Now he's lost it because he has lost an entire day of spring break. We got him rebooked, but the flight is not until tonight, and he gets in at 3 in the morning. So he will have traveled for almost two days just to go from Austin, Texas to Florida. And I tried to be a good mom, 
He said, I, he was crazy, crazy. I said, listen, in Atlanta at the airport, they have these suites, little sleeping pods that you can go take a nap because he has like eight or nine hours before his flight. I said, go take a nap. I will pay for it. Uh, you can charge your phone and the shower is discounted if you rent a suite for an hour. Let me give you my bitch of the week, Brian. Guess how much it costs to rent one of those little sleeping pods for an hour? You know, given what whatever the market can get these days, no matter. I, yeah. I, a hundred bucks? I don't know. It's eighty dollars. Eighty dollars for an hour. Um, it's a hundred and forty dollars for two hours, and the shower well, is thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Time limit. There's probably a time limit on how long you take the shower. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what? I mean, I, I'm going to spend over $200 for my son to take a nap and, and a shower. Oh, my gosh. This is I just. I don't want to be the one to break the news from. It's been raining in Florida the last two days, too. Well, I, I know. I tried to tell him that. I said, don't be in such a hurry. The weather's not really good there right now. And I don't care. This is my spring break. This sucks. There's worse places to be than Austin, I've got to tell you. It's well, one of my favorite places to go. I know. I know. Mine, too. Uh, do you have a, a complaint of the week, a bitch of the week by any chance? Is there anything that really got under your skin this week or anybody? Uh, no, it's been a good week. And this reminds me, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I have no complaints this week. Now it's, it's a rare week where that happens, but, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I can take all the showers and sleep as long as I want. And I haven't seen the whole country yet. So in one, two days. Yeah. Do you play tennis? No, but I have chronic tennis elbows. Oh, wait, a, wait, not, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. You don't play tennis, but you don't, you, but you have, both your elbows? You have tennis elbow? Both of them. Uh, you How? An orthopedic and yeah, I don't know, but it, I'm, I'm not. See, now here's my bitch of the week. But it's been more like a year. Never been more miserable in my life because as soon as the cortisone shots wore off, oh. it came back, and and so you know physical therapy's not helping, and I've done every YouTube exercise to strengthen and stretch the arm, and and I mean you can't sleep. You just, it's just, it's chronic. Whatever you do, it hurts. It's like a broken rib, right? And, you know, you can't breathe. You can't. So, yeah, I, I need to go back and get another cortisone shot. But, you know, you can only do that so many times. So, oh, yeah, I, I don't play tennis. And yet they said, oh, yeah, you got basically, it's called tennis elbow. And you've got them in both elbows. Yeah, oh, no, that's, t- that's a good bitch of the year. That's because yeah. that's, that's painful. Oh, gosh, I hate that. I'll tell you why I asked you about tennis, because um, I guess I have more bitches of the week because something happened on the platform tennis court this week in my match. And um, it really got under my skin. And platform tennis, man. Yes, is that pickleball. What is it? It's like pickleball, but it is uh, you. You know, you play it outdoors in the winter here in Chicago in the Midwest. Okay, that's uh, crazy, right there. Yep, and you have screens. Like the tennis court is screened in, and so you can play it, the ball off of the screen. So if it hits inbounds and bounces onto the screen, you have to play it. Um, but it is addicting. So now it's racquetball outside. Yeah. Exactly. It's very much like racquetball. Uh, played with a, a racket that is, um, is it bigger than a tennis racket? And anyways, a um, little bit of uh, gamesmanship, sportsmanship 
against an opponent uh, this week that really, really got under my skin, and that's part of my bitch of the week. Um, we'll wrap things up here on ESPN 1000 with Peggy and Brian when we come back. Peggy Kaczynski, Brian Hanley, it's Peggy and Dion. Nope, it's Peggy and Brian today, as we just heard from Dion. She is covering uh, the Cubs and the White Sox at spring training for ABC7. And coming up next, it's the debut of Fast Break with Chris Black and Jonathan Hood talking Bulls basketball and NBA as uh, Chicagoans are celebrating the return of St. Patrick's Day parades throughout Chicago. Whether it's downtown today, Norwood Park for the northwest side, the south side Irish parade as well. Everyone is a little bit Irish today. Uh, Brian, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you were able to to sit in today for Dion. It's been really fun to to talk I've had a blast. It's, it's been great. You know, we caught up a little bit uh, last week when you were, were doing the shift change, and I haven't seen you in forever, but, uh, but you know, we've seen each other forever, right? So I know. So. <laughs> I know. It's really been – it's nice It's nice to be back in the flow of things. I really like this. So, oh, oh, I was telling you about tennis, and you told us about your tennis elbows on both your elbows, which is extremely painful. A lot of golfers get tennis elbow, too. Um, but – I played my platform tennis match this week, and um, it was pretty intense. We uh, there was a, a, a chance for first place on the line, mm. and um, I was on court one with uh, our top player Gail, who is a fabulous player. And um, I would say it was like a, a a barrage of shots that you know. Typically, what you do in platform tennis is you try to find a weakness, and then you keep going at them. And I saw a barrage of shots at me, and I it was unbelievable. But early in our match, now just think tennis-wise, early in our match, we I called a serve out. And um, I'm standing right next to where the serve was, five feet away, and I called it out. And a player on the opposing team yells over, no, that was in. That was in. And, you know, as disagreements happen in tennis. And I said, well, I said, no, it was out. I said, you could see green. The ball dropped. And so there was green behind it. So you could see, you know, the surface. Right. And yeah. and she looked at me. And she goes, that's a terrible call. Really loud. And so my partner, Gail, says, oh, come on. Let's not start the match off with complaining about a call. You know, I'm sure you guys are going to have calls. We're going to have calls. I mean, I would love to say that that was my bitch of the week. Uh, it's one of my bitches of the week, and I will use that as a noun this time because it set the tone for such an intense match after that. We ended up losing in three sets. It's a three-set match, best of three. Oh, no. I was going to ask what uh, the result was. We lost the first set 6-1. It was bad. They just... I had I had to get used to the speed of the game that they were playing. And then we won the second set. In the third set, we were up, uh, I think we were up 4-1, maybe 4-2, and we ended up losing. It was terrible. Oh, no. Yes, we lost on my serve. Doesn't Isn't this like maybe a little bit of karma? My serve going out of bounds on the final point that gave them the match. 
Yeah. It sounded like they got in your head right from the get-go. That's yeah. what it sounded like. You know what, Coach? You're exactly right. They definitely got in my head. But um, that was that was my, what I think that was like three bitches of the week for me. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm having problems. <laughs> well, you problems. should go home and have a Guinness or two or three and I, think about it and uh, just you, chill a little bit. Do you still celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Not no, not crazy. You know, maybe get together with neighbors or whatever. Um, I, I'm I'm never that green beer. I never understood anyone who wants to change the color of beer just because. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't have like shamrocks, uh, you know, on springs on my head or anything like that. No, I just. <laughs> I don't. I, like you, I mean, you know I drink, you're describing I, everybody that's walking downtown right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, and I drank a river of beer, you know, through the years. But like you, I, I don't drink as much beer, and nearly, you know, maybe once in a great while. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just the those days of just getting stupid drunk and kiss me I'm Irish and putting that pin wherever. No, I don't do that. <laughs> you know what? I never quite understood Irish soda bread. It is the yeah. driest, driest, the chewiest, driest, yeah. chewiest bread ever. And my mom always made it. Um, I yeah. have friends who who always make it, and I just oh, like, I'm with you. I'm maybe with you. maybe you once know, a year, okay. This week only, just like corned beef and cabbage. Do you ever make yeah, it or eat it outside of this week? No, I, I mean I, I picked a. Uh, um, a brisket up yesterday, yeah. and I didn't get the cabbage, and I'm, and, you know, I was like, you can okay, boil the bleep out of that cabbage and salt it up, and uh, you know, okay, it's just there's not a whole lot of taste there. <laughs> no, I'll have a corned beef, you know, the corned beef, and and have leftovers for sandwiches, but I, you know, you know, the other stuff, yeah, not so much. I know my my poor mother, God rest her soul, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you said you were from a family of nine, nine, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I'm from a family of ten. So yeah, apparently yeah, okay. neither of our parents had TVs and no. they, um, my mom was Irish. God rest her soul. Um, everything was boiled. Every yep. single meal. It was boiled, boiled meat, well, hey, boiled Jay, potatoes, boiled vegetables. Everything was boiled. Well, Jay Hood's coming up with, with Chris uh, on the new show, Fast Break. And he was doing the spot for the, the bar he's going to be at on St. Patrick's Day, right? Fried bologna sandwiches are on oh, the menu. Oh. I grew up on fried bologna sandwiches, you know, because you're stretching whatever money you didn't have. Graham crackers and milk was a meal, right? Hot milk on graham crackers with about a pound of sugar. Oh, God. But fried bologna sandwiches was, was a staple in our house growing up, you know? So, and Mrs. Paul's fish sticks on Friday during lunch. Y- yep, Mrs. Paul and monkfish. I can't stand monkfish to this day. It is. Ugh. Thank God I didn't have that. Oh yeah. my gosh, nope. yeah. I would I would just say that leave the Irish let's let's let them drink. You don't have to cook. <laughs> well that I, we probably do drink you because you're just trying to because, you know, wash the flavor out of monkfish and, and soda bread and everything else. That's right. It's just you just want everything to taste a little bit better. So um hey, I just want to put in a, a quick plug. I know we only have a couple seconds left here, but um, you know, the selection Sunday is uh tomorrow and Monday is the women's bracket. So do yourselves a favor. There are lots of companies that are hosting bracket challenges now for the NCAA women's. It's a lot harder to win because you don't may not know 
know as much, do yourself a favor and get involved in the women's brackets as well. You'll find lots of fun challenges online. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Dion Miller. Anytime. Is it was a lot of fun. Much appreciated. Dion Miller is at Spring Training. Um, up next, it is the debut of Fast Break with Chris Bleck and Jonathan Hood. We will talk to you next weekend right here on ESPN 1000.